Punches episode 11. We are back with myself, Ben Hyde, and Scotty Findlay. How are you doing this week, mate? Um, I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm not too bad, not too bad. You're having a few balance issues, though, aren't you? I am. I am. I feel like I've been six rounds of a heavyweight. Uh, my balance is all over the place, so I'm on some nice drugs to uh sort that out. Well, any normal week, I would say you go six rounds with a heavyweight. Fuck No, heavyweights don't fight. <laughs> but this week we've had what two well three announcements in the space of nine days now for heavyweight fights um and now today i actually believe that's been made four but it's not really a heavyweight boxing fight no shall we start there we may as well because i can't imagine we're gonna have too much positive to say about it no uh frank warren very positive though after months and months of saying he was going to get Tyson in with a, a proper professional boxer. Now it's all uh, Francis Ngannou, a former UFC heavyweight champion now in the Professionals Fighters League with a, a contract of his own yet to fight in that, that uh, corporation. Mm-hmm. It's And apparently it's an official boxing match. It's not an exhibition, is what I read earlier. So he will be after the lineal world heavyweight championship, whatever you want to put it as these days. Um, Francis Ngannou is a, a UFC MMA fighter. He is not a boxer. And if it's in a boxing match, Tyson wins. Yeah. So what next? End of discussion, really. Yeah, I don't even <laughs> give him a... I mean, in all honesty, I'm not a fan of MMA. I've not watched it. I, I'm not aware of Francis Ngannou's work but I don't even give him a puncher's chance. He's a knockout artist against MMA fighters who are, it's not a boxing stance, not anything like that. It's wild, go for it, gung-ho punches, Mm. which he's he's good at. But he, yes, he was the UFC champion, but the fights he has lost, he has lost in there to bona fide UFC guys, the other guys he's fought, they are decent, but... um, I just don't like Tyson Fury. Yeah, well, Frank Warren's stance on it is is bordering on embarrassing. Trying to trying to sell it like it's something that it clearly isn't. I, I think the bigger embarrassment lays at the door of the WBC, oh, yeah. allowing their champion to take a fight that if this is not an exhibition, it's going to go down as a professional fight. How on earth can the WBC, the boxing authorities of Saudi Arabia, because it's going to be in Riyadh in Saudi Arabia, how can they sanction? a world title fight with a fighter who is O, O and O in, in professional boxing. They must be getting a kickback. Well, unfortunately, yeah, it, it comes down to, to money. Because they said it had to be Ruiz. Then they said it had to be Ruiz v. Wilder for an eliminator. Then it was back to being, they couldn't, Tyson couldn't agree a fight with Ruiz, so they're letting him do that. Who else gets that? Yeah. He doesn't even deserve it. Uh, yes, he's he's won the bouts, but he's not fought. He's fought Wilder three times, which he always knew he had the beating of. And I know Wilder will beat a lot of people, but Otto Wallin could have lost. It's like... And then since Wilder, it's been... 
White and Chisora. And Chisora was pointless, but it, Frank Warren's responsible. Well, it sold out, yeah, because people want to see heavyweight boxing. And it was at Tottenham Stadium, which is a, a great venue to go to. Just yeah. so lackluster and so uninspiring. And Tyson, he's a bully. He's, he's fake. He put up the picture of his new Porsche yesterday. Where's the Passat gone? <laughs> just don't care. No. I do not care. No, I saw him share a video regarding, I think he was talking to Alex uh, Krasinov, uh, Usyk's manager. I, you know, I didn't even watch it. I saw it come up. I thought, I'm not even going to watch it. No, he's lost a lot of people. Because, yeah. Yes. Um, and, and in all honesty, the only reason that I may even just watch highlights of this fight with Francis Ngannou is because we're probably going to have to talk about it. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it wouldn't interest me in the slightest. And in all honesty, no. neither did his fights with Deontay Wilder. I didn't watch the first one. Once I saw what a classic it was, I watched it back um, and, and scored it a draw, as I've said many times on here. Um, it, 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 nothing about him excites me. Um, no. And that's, that's a shame. But, and he's very unlikable. So, mm. adds to boot. Yes, we're not. <laughs> yeah, not going to be trying to go, oh, go Tyson, go Tyson, because I used to be like that when I thought he was the people's champ. But he's not. And he pulled the wall over my eyes for a little bit. But I think like many, now nah, it's, come on, let's get some actual heavyweight boxing. Mm. And although no titles are on the line, we've got White, Joshua, a technically white Joshua three, I suppose, after they mm, yeah. they, they had a, a, a bout in the amateurs that Dillian won um on points, but he did knock Joshua down. Whoever uh, wins in the amateurs likes to bring that up, don't they? Yeah. They're going yeah, to. Of course they do. And but as we've discussed on here, I think I, I went on a rant a, a few weeks ago. They're different sports. Yeah. You know, so it's you know, you can't really look at that. But the the pro thing, the, the interesting thing I think with this fight. I thought the press conference was quite low key for them both, but I think that shows growth. Yeah, in in, in both fighters as men. Well, I was baffled. If you ask me uh, when that fight was, I would say oh, it was about five years ago. It was eight? Yeah, so, eight yeah, years eight, ago, eight, seven eight years ago, and it was for the British title. It's mad. I really didn't think it was that long ago. Eight years ago, um, and yeah, Dillian, Dillian has grown up. He had to. <laughs> He's been for a lot, hasn't yeah. he? Um, he doesn't. He did. He also didn't need to beg for this fight. AJ needed someone as well. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. I think it's worked for both of them. It's worked for both of them. It's yeah. right, right place, right time for both of them. Um, the press press conference was for um, Eddie yeah. Hearn. You, you, you can't play with Eddie, can you? No, I have. Sh- I have shared the clip of Dillian asking what AJ's balls taste like. And Eddie's response was August 12th. You might find out. It was Dillian's face as well. Dillian, yeah. two he years knew. ago, three years ago, he would have went, you know, when he talks his lingo the way he does, he laughed. And I was like, oh, that's brilliant. And then AJ was, AJ was nearly cracking up, but then tried to act the big man with a fuck around and find out. But yeah. Um, well, that, well, that was Dillian's line from early in the thing. Which, yeah. You know. I, I, I am. I, I can't talk outside of my mouth like we'll fuck around and find out. Like, yeah, it's. I think it's great between the two of them. Brilliant stuff. So, what, what's your opinion? What, what are you thinking? I think, as I said, 
great fight for both at the right time. I think for the loser, it's not game over. No. Because domestically... Well, Chisora, look at that. <laughs> exactly. Domestically, there's a lot of big fights still to have. I know AJ has always said he doesn't want to be the gatekeeper. He doesn't want to be the Chisora. But it's the thing for me, this, is, this fight is so much more of a mental fight than a physical fight. Because Dillian does not, never has, and never will give a fuck yeah. about anything. And the whole maximum violence thing that that is Dillian's sort of way goes about things. If Anthony Joshua's psychological gun shyness is still there, he could really struggle with Dillian White. I agree. I agree. Um, I just think if Joshua works behind the jab, which you know he's comfortable with, mm -hmm. it will frustrate Dillian. And you know Dillian's susceptible, susceptible to a shot. Yes. And if that shot's there, the corner and AJ have just got to be in, take that shot, take that shot. And if he takes that shot, yeah, I reckon like eight, nine rounds, it mm. could be done. But yeah. you're, you're, wait, you're wanting a lot from AJ. You're wanting AJ to be old AJ. And hopefully it's in there. Yeah, as long as it's a good sure. fight, I want it to be a good fight though, because um, I don't, I don't dislike Dillian White and I don't dislike AJ. No, I've, I've always had a lot of time for for both. Um, I've met Dillian; he's, he's lovely. He's so charming. Um, and there, I, I don't think old AJ wins this fight because I think if they go standing toe to toe, swinging from the hip, mm -hmm. I would back Dillian. Yeah. So but, the jab. Yeah, as you said, it's got to be the jab, the back foot, little slip. This is getting this with AJ. This I know I'm, I'm doing this. People might not be watching on YouTube. Might be listening. The side to side movement of the head is getting a lot better with AJ. I mean, back when he fought Kubrat Pulev, I actually I, I sort of claimed after the fight, to a little bit of, of disdain from people, that he was a bit like a heavyweight Andre Ward. The way he was moving in and out, he was catch countering. He was, he was parrying Kubrat's jab and going over the top, and that was fantastic to see from AJ. That was real progression. Um, obviously, then which all went wrong <laughs> after that. But it was um, yeah, I think that 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 AJ, as you said, back foot jab, move the head side to side, wear Dillian down mentally, get Dillian to yeah. the stage where he is just throwing them big bombs and eventually I think AJ will catch him and I'll, I'll say a little later than eight I'll probably say 10 to 12 yeah because I think yeah, the no, first, of first five or six I think they're both going to be wearing be a lot of a nervous energy in that ring as well yeah and and sold out completely sold out the O2 six hours yeah yeah so Eddie's probably sitting there thinking could I put it somewhere bigger but it was where the last fight was, though, as well, wasn't it? So it was where the, it's a nice, um, it's a nice symmetry, yeah, yeah, to it. Um, and obviously, August 12th, football stadium's pretty much out of the question, um, that's true, yeah. Uh, and two London boys got to have it in London, wouldn't have made any sense to put it in Manchester, no, I'm, Wembley's too far fetched, yeah, yeah. I, th oh, I think that weekend might be the Charity Shield weekend, so I don't think they'd have. Yeah, that's very true. That very true for the football, but but no, yeah, a, a good fight for both. I'm really, really looking forward to it uh, already. I'm I've 
I shared out on our socials that a, a screen grab of me on Google as soon as it was announced. How do you watch AJ versus White in Dubai? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm going to be when that yeah. goes off. So unfortunately, it's going to be about three o'clock in the morning for me. <laughs> but I'll send I'll send you my mate's number. He'll help. Yeah, I will find somewhere to watch it. Absolutely. We we might we may even jump on a little um a live watch along. I'll be good. I'll be I'll be slightly browner than I am now. But um, well, the the sort of mid studio light in here is actually doing me down a little bit. I've been working outside recently, so I've got a bit of colour. Because <laughs> I'm from the southeast, I'm not Scottish. I don't just burn and peel. <laughs> <laughs> Genetics are all such, such a beautiful thing. But that no, brilliant fight to add to the little sort of setup. Because now we've got Joyce Jang too, which isn't till September, I believe. So we're probably what yeah. we what we like ten weeks out from that. Um, I love that it's quite a short camp for this fight. I know they've both yeah. been training, but now you've got like five weeks. I think it's from from the it being signed. They've got five weeks. Yeah, quick um, maths, correct? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's pucker because that's that's a really short time to build up that that needle. Yeah, and it doesn't need it. it no, as as. You can tell the public have been bursting for some heavyweight fights, and that fight sold out so quickly. Yeah. Um, it, I thought Eddie May had predicted it would have sold out in a day, but he's probably quietly happy that it did. Mm. And undercard-wise, I would being his own pay per view, he's not going to get away with it with a shit undercard on this. It's going to have to oh. be a good card. Twenty six ninety nine. They've already revealed mm. it's going to be the cost of it. So we're going to have to be looking, and I think Fabio Wardley has to be on that card. Uh, yeah, and Dave Allen said intimate news. I've seen a bit know. of up and down for this. I, I mean, we're Dave Allen fans. I mean, personally, as, as well as a fighter, because I think he's a great guy. I've seen people saying, well, what's he done to deserve it? What about David Adderdaily? And well, The British Boxing Board said it was Fraser Clark. For some reason, that's gone away. You know, blame Fraser, blame the Ben Shalom, whoever you blame, but that, that's gone away. David Adele would have been next in line. He said, Oh, I'm not bothered now because you've you've overlooked me, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go another route. So in all honesty, who are who is above Dave Allen? I've not got any. I'm, I'm trying to think of names. Um I mean that, that would be sensible because obviously we we can talk Johnny Fisher. Nick, Nicky Campbell, yeah. you know, we could talk people that could do that. I don't think for one minute Eddie wants to put Johnny Fisher in with Fabio Wardley right now. No, not at all, not at all. So, um, and does um, Dave Allen's got? He is very, very family focused now, hmm. and he always has been, but now he's got the baby and the, the one on the way. I don't think he would put himself in risk if he didn't think he would. Be, be able to put up a fight um, and he's probably reassessing life and probably thinking I can get a payday here but not damage yeah. anything and he, the guy can bang uh, as we've seen with Nick Webb that overhand right there's something in him and he can take a punch so yeah, and he knows he's safe in there because Fabio Wardley won't be drugged up and cheating like he's been with other fighters he's been in with so of course, yeah. 
and it, and it does. It, it's still, although you know, he's not Fraser Clark. Dave Allen was a successful amateur. He's he's a very skilled, artful boxer. Yeah, um, Fabio Wardley has, has come the the white collar and the unlicensed route. So there's still that meeting of the styles there that will leave a question mark over the fight rather than it being overly one sided. Um, so yeah, I'd love to see Fabio on that card. I don't actually think talking about Johnny Fisher. I don't know if there's any point putting Johnny on this card. It's sold out already. You don't need the Bosch sold. You don't need the Romford. Yeah, the Romford. I think he has got news coming now. Um, someone. That was yesterday about mm. news coming. I don't. I've not seen anything else about him. Um, I don't know if there's any other fights. I've not seen anything muted about for the undercard myself. No. Uh, well, it's it's more just what you'd imagine. Um, I know Lionel Sudofia has been hinting at news for quite a while. I don't know whether that fight with him and Kieran Conway could end up on that card because that was pulled from one of the cards back. Um, Mm. April, not April, yeah, April time. I think that was called from because Kieran got an injury. Left a lot since then, mate. Mm. So yeah, hopefully that. I'd like to see one. I would like to see Liam Williams has now come out and said about being a free agent and whatnot. I'd like to see Liam Williams fight Felix Cash at middleweight. It's a fight they both need. Mm. Cash needs to get Brighton again desperately. Yeah. Um... Because Williams doesn't get enough out of it, does he? He's a great fighter. He's like the forgotten, the forgotten guy in that city, isn't he? Mm, at times, he's... when he steps up, he gets beat. Mm. So, Cash is a good even fight for me because Cash is European level at the moment. Um, so I'd like to see that in there. But this is just obviously your, your matchroom generals. I would imagine that Shannon Ryan will be out as well. Um, one of Eddie's top female fighters. I would like possibly to see, especially if she wins this weekend, our guest next week, Nicola Hopewell. I would like to see her fight Maisie Rose Courtney on that card. That'd be good. And not have to worry about... Not have to worry about tickets. Tickets. Um, Shocking. Yeah, it's something we'll discuss with Nicola when she comes on next week. That She was given quite a short notice fight for this weekend. Has had to sell, I don't know what the exact number is, Nicola might divulge with us next week what it was. Had to sell every single one of them to pay for her opponent. Took to social media. Um, she's very fortunate. In fact, she's sponsored by Ebony Bridges. She's got good connections with Women's Fight News and a few online social channels. She's managed to sort of get it sorted. But these people are training to fight. They shouldn't be worrying about stuff. Yeah, like they shouldn't be having to go on social media. I know it's a few guys like Sam Jones and that said, so put me down for two, Compum and that. Which yeah. gains interest, and I mean, don't have to do that, and they shouldn't have to do that, but they no. are willing to help because the, they, they've been there as well. Yeah, but these athletes, these are the ones that need to be getting the shots on these cards that are selling out on the main event alone. Yeah, so that they can go and show what they can do. With not worry about anything pressure. else, because believe me, that pressure is the worst thing when you're on fight day, walking around. You've not eaten all day or depending on what you want, unlicensed, we used to weigh in on the morning of fight day. So you've not eaten all Friday. You've not eaten Saturday morning and people are calling you and go, oh, ticket, ticket, ticket. It's the last thing you want to be worrying about. Yeah. And yeah, I can't, oh, it does it does frustrate me because these small halls, these guys that put on these small hall shows, it's a massive financial outlay. It's a massive financial risk. Um, I'm talking um, about... Uh, 
Afik is it? I think it's Afik Azim for GBM. Puts on brilliant shows. Steve Goodwin, at Goodwin Boxing at York Hall. Mark Pryor, I think he's got one on at York Hall this week that Beck Connolly is on. Um, this costs so much money to put these shows on, and they're getting opponents from left, right, centre. These, you know, these journeymen that keep the sport going. They need paying. They're, this is their job. They travel around the country fighting three, four times a month, and it's because they don't get stops. They can just carry on doing it. And yeah, it's it's something that I think I've ranted about before. And the sport as a whole needs an overhaul. We need to start looking similar. If you look at the football pyramid, the Premier League teams, they need to start dropping that money further down the pyramid so that the whole game, the football family can work as one. Boxing needs to be the same. You need to be taking our heavyweight champions, our Olympians that are coming through, the funding that's going into the sport, which is going to drastically change now. The Olympic pathway is going to be gone after Paris. So that funding needs to be put into small hall shows. The whole amateur boxing thing, people are going to be going amateur, amateur, amateur. The goal is not going to be Olympics because that goal is going to be gone. So when you're amateur, do your local stuff, win your regional, win your county, win your area, win your national, and then turn pro with whatever promoter will sign you on and get the funding to these young pros. The amateur game is all run voluntary. It's got the funding it needs to get them there. The the early pros is where we need the funding because these people do not need to be worrying about selling, <clears throat> I've run out of breath, selling tickets when they're training to fight someone. It's, it's I've completely lost track of where we were because I've gone off again. But... No, I agree. Um, it almost needs to be a tax. Like, you know, when COVID hit with the football, mm. They were the EFL were asking for the Premier League money to send some money down. It was like, oh, how much do you want? Oh, no, you're asking too much. And then the loans were coming out. If I'm seeing guys fighting once a year and earning 70 million, they need to be putting a little back back into it. And mm-hmm. it needs to be attacked. And I'm not saying just give the guys that are fighting in a small hall show, you, you're going to get six grand for this fight. It should be a regimented office license that is separate to the boxing world. Yeah. Not have the the pro promoters win it like an what's the word a non biased company that can't be infiltrated and it has a live account system that you can go and view and see what's going on. It's not all hush hush, and the so guys bo- get paid. Boxing, boxing needs an independent adjudicator. That's the word I was looking for. Like they're talking about with football. Um, this is going to bug me now because I cannot remember which way around this is between Matchroom and Queensbury. In my head, it might be Queensbury. One of no. Or was it Matra? One of them, their stable of fighters are, are paid like employees. They are paid monthly. They almost have a salary. And as long as that's covering their training costs and, and everything else that they're doing, I've got no problem with that. And then I'm assuming when you get a fight, you, you're bonused. And, you know, bigger fight, you get a bigger bonus if you win and whatnot. But these people that are fighting fight to fight, I mean, like you say, they might get six grand for that fight, but then they might not get a fight for three months. So they're paying their mortgage. So it's... Yeah, and six grand don't go far when you've got to pay your trainer. Yeah. You've got to pay your promoter and all this. And and I know it's pie in, pie in the sky, this one, but, you know, with Wimbledon that's on at the moment, you know what you're getting if you lose at the first round, you lose at the second round, you lose at the third round. If When a certain pay-per-view is on, mm. if you're on a certain level of a card, this is the minimum you can get paid 
if you're a title holder, you get more share of the pie. And then if you're the challenger, you get less. And just kind of just make it. You know what you're getting into and you can plan. Mm. And I also think there should be some sort of insurance for fights that get pulled um, a week before or a few days before or even on the night. Yeah. Um, there is enough money at the top tier of this sport for that to happen to get the future champions. And even if we just do it as a British thing, because then that will grow the game for yeah. me. I, I know it's never going to happen, but it should. Yeah, we can dream. I mean, something I've always liked to see for, for title fights when it's <clears throat> particularly if it's a vacant title, 40, 40 split winner takes the 20. Yeah. Stop all Sensitive. the arguing. It's more yeah, of an incentive. More so. of an incentive. I'm not saying that everyone's no, we're not being said, but you're you're gonna bloody make weight, innit? Yeah. yeah, and we've seen our raft of champions losing belts on the scales recently. So yeah, that's definitely gonna happen. So but yeah, so I remembered where we were now. Nicola Hopewell against Maisie Rose Courtney. I would love it's, it's short notice. I know you're probably looking at four weeks for, for Nicola. Um, but yeah, I, and I think them two deserve a shot at a British title. They're, they're the two best flyweights we've got in this country. Um, so I'd love to see them go toe to toe. Matchroom wise, for the, for that card, it would normally be be on there. <clears throat> like I say er, early doors ones. Probably I'd see a Solomon Dakers maybe getting a, a run out on there. Solomon's not been out in a little while, but it's uh, it's got to, it's got to have something something on there. Um, yeah. Now the other one that got announced was uh, Usyk's mandatory for the WB. Oh, I'm going to go. Um, Daniel Dubois. Mm. Going to be in Poland. Uh, yeah. So he's, you know, he's, he's going as absolute away fighter. Not only is he the challenger, he's going to the temporary backyard of the uh, unified heavyweight world champion. Um, I'm not sure what I give Dubois for this. Chance-wise, Usyk's a freak. Um, I think he's just too good. Good luck. I hope he's getting paid. Yeah. Uh, everyone seemed to have forgotten about Joyce getting absolutely demolished by. Uh, sorry, Joyce absolutely demolished Dubois. Dubois, yeah. Not even that. Like Dubois' last fight against Kevin Perenna, mm. he was put down three times in the first round. Yeah. And one of them, he looked like his equilibrium. He's like me at the moment. I'm walking into the walls. And if that weren't at Tottenham or he was the away fighter, that was getting stopped. Yeah. So he got his chance. And yes, I know he did turn it around and win in the third round. But he was fighting Kevin Brenner. This is Usyk. Yeah. Usyk, who couldn't box the head off anyone. And you only have to ask Dave Allen. And when he showed, Dave Allen showed that footage of him sparring, which no fighter ever does show no. when they get a slap. But he didn't know where he was. Anusik, who's probably got a lot of pent up anger about what's gone on. Uh, I don't mean to bring politics into it, but everything that's gone on with Ukraine, everything that's gone on with the Fury, and he's got Dubois in there. I think it's dangerous. Uh, yeah. Three rounds for me. Really? Yes. Wow. I, I just think he will pop him and make a statement and then go, Tyson, AJ, someone fight me. Wow. I would, um, that will be something to see. I've, I've, I've I do disagree, only because we've not seen Usyk do that at heavyweight yet. 
So, fair comment. Fair it's, comment. It's it's a bold bold prediction. Can't all agree, can um, we? No, no, it's a bold prediction, and I, I mean, I would love to see Usyk do that. Um, I mean, ideally not to a British fighter, but it's um, his his ability is just unmatched. I think it's and it's something when everyone was floating the Usyk Fury fight, I, I couldn't see past Usyk. I just couldn't because he's so good. And I mean, if you, if anyone was to go back, I know it was a cruiserweight, but watch the undisputed cruiserweight fight with Tony Bellew. And Tony Bellew, a lot of people have different opinions about this, about that. Bottom line, Bellew was an exceptional boxer. Yes, he was. Absolutely exceptional boxer. And in the eighth round, when Usyk put Bellew on his ass, <laughs> Bellew was winning on all three cards. And 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 I had I had Bellew up as well in that fight. But I think Usyk also had Bellew up in that fight because he knew exactly what he was doing. And he did something to Tony Bellew that no one has done, and it me- and mentally tired him. You could see it in Tony's face when he was sitting on the floor. Yeah. It, it, it exhausted him to the point of of the knockout, which, yeah. you know, only really um, Stephen, Adonis Stevenson done that to Bellew. And that's when Bellew was killing himself to make light heavy. So the Usyk has that power because we've, sit, we've seen it at cruiserweight. I'd like to think most of it's carried up into heavyweight. It's more, it's at heavyweight, he's, He's fighting it like it's chess. He's not going out there to to blast people out in two three rounds, because he can he knows he can mentally exhaust them. I mean, there was times in that fight, even in the sort of the, the fifth sixth seventh round against Bellew, where Bellew was chasing him around the ring, but had no idea he was chasing him around the ring. Mm. And that's how clever Usyk is. Okay, and I I can tell by your face when I said three rounds that you were like Scott, what the fuck, <laughs> but. I just think he will be that frustrated and he knows he can do it. And I've not seen anything from Dubois that tells me that he's technically good enough to deal with Usyk and will get a slap. Mm. And we know once he, he gets on the back foot, he can go. Joyce did it with him with the, the jab, just demoralized him and eventually he quit. And then Kevin Perenna got to him. He was He was almost, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, and I just think Usyk has everything that's gone on in his life the last couple of years. Might he might not? He might just do what he did in all previous. I just think he might show a little bit of animism in him mm. and and do the job. I don't want that to happen. Obviously, as a British fighter, but I also love Usyk. So yeah, I've I've got a Team Usyk T-shirt somewhere here. Actually, I've I've, I've been a massive fan since the first time I ever saw him and. And, and yeah, I would like to see him do that. And it would certainly light a fire under the heavyweight division. If, Probably if make whole... him run away a bit more. Um... Well, well, talking of running away, some of the other fighters in that division have put their necks out and said, yeah, Fury ducked him. <laughs> and I, we all honesty, think that. But honestly, can you blame him? And this is where AJ doesn't get the, the you know, the, the shtick that he, not the stick as in like giving him stick, but you know, for AJ's shtick, he fought him twice, and he didn't even have to fight him once. He could have given up the belt. Yep. But he fought him, and admittedly, he got it wrong the first time. You don't try and out unbox, outbox the best boxer in the world. Yeah, you know, they got that very wrong. Second fight was a was a bit closer, but yeah, he's been exceptional. 
He's absolutely exceptional. And he's out of all of them that are up there. He's the one for me that, as you said, politics aside, you know, awful what's going on in Ukraine. You know, it's absolutely just just awful. Can't get me head around it. But just boxing wise, he deserves to be the undisputed champion. And with the heavyweights, Andy Ruiz, he's obviously spent all his money from the AJ winnings. Um, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. Look, the guy never expected to win that fight and got handsomely paid on the rematch and enjoyed himself. Uh, but he showed, it looks like he's come back and thought, you know what, I'll give this another crack and I'll try and earn some more money. He looks in great shape. He does look very true. And there, he sh- get a fight for him. Get Deontay out fighting. Now that these fights have been announced, like, there's a little Part. buzz about. There's a buzz in there. There's a buzz mm. as well. If it beats heavyweight boxing. Yeah, no, and there's, there's a path to certainly. I mean, I know they're talking that AJ Wilder's dunce locked in for December, providing AJ comes through white with no no damage, be it physical or mental. But um, yeah, like as you said, there's now this is happening, that's happening, or he fights him, he with you know, people are buzzing about the heavyweight division again, which is you know what the sport needed because we spoke a couple of weeks ago saying you know the casuals of the sport. It's uh, just turning off because the heavyweights aren't. But they don't want to see Chisora tackle. No. No. Or Huey Fury thinking he can beat AJ. It's yeah. still, oh, come on. When was the last time Huey fought? I can't only remember Parker. And I, I, he's probably fought after that, but I just like anyone of calibre, he, he's not really dealt with. So, but yeah, it's just the Fury family, I suppose. Yeah, but yeah, certainly exciting times in the in the heavyweight division, and uh, I think we have got coming up. Is it Josh Kelly this weekend as well, or is that the following weekend? What well, tout balls? Um, not sure. Art balls. Tout balls. Oh, t- what's tout balls? Tout balls. I think he looks like he touts his balls. Oh, tout. Little, <laughs> little pretty boy, isn't he? Well, that is his nickname. Yeah, that's why I called him. I'm sure, he's a very nice guy. Yeah, no, he's a PBK, isn't he? Pretty boy, mm. Kelly. Mm. Yeah, so he's um, yeah, he's about. I think he's a middleweight now, isn't he? Is he? Where's he fighting? What? I think it's in Newcastle. I think it's a Wasson the, show. The Metro Point. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah, but better than whereas because he was fighting Ledger Centre as well, and he, he didn't really happen for him for the last few years. So, a uh, he's a good fighter. He just. I don't know. I think he had more of an ego before. He, he walked before he went for me. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was an Olympian, wasn't he? he Come out of the, yeah. the the British setup. A lot of exposure with Matchroom. Some some very classy wins on next gen shows. Um, the Avanesian fight came far too early for him. I don't think mm-hmm. anyone really. When we we spoke weeks and weeks and weeks ago, when we first probably even months ago, when we discussed doing this podcast, that I spoke to Carl Greaves at the O2. And I asked him about Avanese and Kelly, and he just smiled. He's like, I knew everyone was going on about oh, Josh Kelly, Josh Kelly. He said, I knew you wouldn't beat him. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, now it'd be good to see him sort of build back up because if anything, Britain needs it as, you know, domestic fights. Um, and Kelly at middleweight, that's that's interesting with the likes of, you know, Dofia, Conway, Cash around there. Uh, there was um, news. That was supposed to be coming today about Connor Ben. Uh, I don't think anything has happened from that. 
Well, he, I did see him post a video, didn't he, saying he today did, is yeah. a good day. So yeah, nothing has happened, but um, everything has to be cryptic these days, doesn't it? Yeah, so I'm sure that will be a point of discussion next weekend. Uh, next week, yeah, it will be, and so we'll, we'll have a we'll check in with how Beck Connolly got on. Yes, good luck, Beck. At York Hall, yeah, good luck to Beck. And next week we will also have uh, the Hurricane Nicola Hopewell discussing small hall boxing ticket selling. Looking forward to that. The British division, yeah, I've followed Nicola's career for a long, long time since she was fighting under the uh, British and Irish Boxing Authority. Um, to the other pro ranks that that run in this country. So yeah, that'd be really exciting to speak to her. And uh, and I'm sure we would have had more exciting stuff happen in the uh, heavyweight division by then, as both AJ and Dillian will be back in America at their training camps. So we'll uh, we'll see what's going on with them. So mate, any other business? Been a nice nice little short sharp one this week. I think so, mate. I think uh, we just got a little juices flowing with some heavyweight boxing, didn't we? So oh, mate, the juices them. are flowing indeed. So we better wipe these juices up. Get the towel in. <laughs>